Welcome to What'd You Do This Weekend? What'd You Do This Weekend? What'd You Do This Weekend? With Hillary Campbell and Derek Bockelman. We're two hilarious people and obviously best friends, but we live on opposite ends of the country, so we like don't know what the other person did this weekend. And every Monday, we're here to ask the age-old question, what'd you do this weekend? It's like the one true equalizer. Weekends and death. Death, taxes, and weekends. Yes, literally, we should make shirts. Listen as we have literally amazing guests each week to tell us about their weekends. And sometimes they're the same as us, but sometimes they're totally different. Maggie Smith's Downton Abbey character once asked, what is a weekend? And we're here to answer the poor woman. Okay, so um, our listeners this week, Derek is, he's on a writing deadline. He's busy. He can't talk. Um, So I am uh, hosting, oh, I just touched something. I'm hosting alone this evening. Um, Well, actually, it's not the evening at all. It's midday. But um, I'm here today with one of my favorite comedians and writers, and uh, now I can say TV hosts of all time, Jenna Friedman. <laughs> and um, so welcome, Jenna. We love Jenna. Jenna's new, the new season of Jenna's true crime show, Indefensible, is now out on Sundance. And I'm just reeling over how much I love. I mean, I already love season one so much. And I was like, oh my God, someone finally made the perfect true crime show for me. And season two, I'm telling you, it's incredible. It's so funny and uh, very real and also scary. (laughs) Um, And Jenna's new special is out on Peacock, Lady Killer, if you haven't seen that yet. It's one of the really great special this year. And, um, you know, if you want to see a pregnant lady tell jokes about abortion, if you're that vibe (laughs) go check it out um but anyways thank you thank you for chatting with me today jenna how how you're you're now not pregnant you're now with you're you're with child in the world i'm a child and i'm so tired (laughs) i i know i was like this will be a great episode just to be like and and then how tired were you friday and then how tired were you saturday You know, last night's results were encouraging. People I know want other people to be forced to do this, which is enlightening. And I know in this current moment. So yeah, I was reading a lot of the poll result, or I'm not the poll, the election results this morning, and everyone just being like, the red wave scare was not real. But not to say that there weren't some. I mean, it's still too. It's still too real. It's still yeah. Too clo- I mean, it's like really that many people like marjorie taylor green is still in power which yeah is terrifying i know um so you know but it is a little bit there's a little bit more hope than there was i think leading up to it definitely um for me it's always funny not funny uh whatever the word is just like when you're it's <laughs> not always funny, funny speaking of <laughs> hey jenna's book not funny coming out next year in. that the i i did some fun illustrations coincidentally just about a, a panel you and i were on together but um what was i gonna say oh just when you're living in like california new york like You know, I go vote, but it's like I live in New York, like very blue. Like, yeah, I'm gonna vote. I always vote, but like, it's just funny. I'm like, it doesn't feel like my vote matters in New York. It does in New York now more than it did. Yeah, is like turning purple. I know it is weird, Um, but of course I did vote, and I was just happy because 
I beat the line. For some reason, there was like a 10-minute period where I walked in and it was empty and I just voted and, and waltzed right out. And then when I was, there was no line. And then as I was exiting, line around the block. And I went, whoa, like that, wow. that transpired quite quickly. Um, what time was that at? Out of curiosity, was it like like a, a 10 a.m. situation? Okay, and I would have thought it was busy. I thought it was gonna be busy. I was like, here I go, like bring in a coffee. You know, I might be standing there a while, but no. Um, but other people did have to. Um, but it wasn't, you know. Um, anyways, okay. To get back to the the point of everything, so Jenna, your weekends have of course drastically changed since you gave birth to your child <laughs> um yeah I um I I can't imagine um how different things are but um <laughs> I just I just noticed the title of your show yeah yeah what did you do this weekend I know but I'm gonna break down listen <laughs> this is gonna be funny okay <laughs> um I love that you just noticed the title of the show, first of all. Um, that's just, that's hilarious, okay? <laughs> and so now I'm going to really walk you through the past few days. <laughs> Can you even remember Saturday, Friday? Can you remember anything? Or Yes. Okay, we, Friday we, night, Friday night, maybe. What do you think? A, we had someone, we had a, a nanny watch the baby <gasps> one night. We went to... Whoa. Yeah, I think it was Friday. My friend Alana was in town, and we went, or Saturday, I forget which. <sighs> okay. We went to um, uh, a gallery show, and then we had, like, a drink. I had, like, half of a glass of orange wine outside wow. with uh, guacamole. With guacamole. What gallery was it? I knew you were going to ask that. It, I, <laughs> well, out of so curiosity. You don't have no, to tell it's, me. It's Elna's friend's husband, John, and I'm blanking on his last That's name. That's okay. Show, was it painting? Done. I guess I was more, like, what was the art? It was oil painting. It was really, really well done. I, Ooh. I, would, I wish I could remember. I always wished that I could have been an oil painter when I was, like, I think I'm always the, the still late. Can. I still can. You still no, can. that's true. That's true. George I'm, Bush. I know. Hey, that's if if he he's an inspiration to us all, of course. Um, I mean, I think he maybe he's water. Maybe he does watercolors. Actually, I don't know. No, I think they are oils, but I could be wrong. But I don't think they're watercolors. Um, but I remember when I was living. When I was living in Italy for study abroad, I lived in Florence. I also lived in Florence right after Amber. What's Amber's last name? Am I losing it? No. No, I mean Amanda. Amanda. Amanda Knox? Yeah. I didn't real Like, I remember calling my mom. I was like, why'd you let me come here? Like, I, for some reason, I had, like, missed the Amanda Knox. I, was, I mean, you're in college. You miss a lot of news because you're just being an idiot. But... I went there and lived there and then realized that it was like, it was in the middle of, you know, all this Amanda Knox stuff. And then I remember calling my mom being like, why'd you let me come here? Like, what if I get framed? (laughs) Then of course, you know, blaming her. Um, The artist is John Brown, by the way. I thought it was John Brown, but then I was like, that Then you doubted. Right, it's so John Doe even. Yeah, um, now we're dissing him, but no, that's great. Cause anyways, I was in art. I did a lot of, that's what I basically did when I lived in Florence. And, um, I was trying to learn how to oil paint 
and do all that. And I did this big, massive painting of like a woman in a bar and it took me and oils, they're tough. I still, in my mind, maybe one day I'll get back to them, but like the, I was trying to get my painting to dry, I think for a week, but it did still, I had fans on it, but the, the thick, thick layers of oil paint, they don't dry seemingly forever. And it was, it was a weird, and then I remember getting like, we had to get, we had to get critiqued by our work. You know, and we're like in this like studio class, and uh, my painting. I, the the teacher was just like, first of all, it's wet, <laughs> and he was like, it feels unfinished. And I'm like, well, that's probably because it's wet. Like, like, yeah, it's wet. And you're only um, there for how long? You're not there. You're not in Florence long enough for the painting. Clearly, dry. six months was not enough time for my painting to dry in Italy. Um, Italy was. I was scared to be there at a certain point, like, kind of, like... Really? Well, because, um, I'm gonna get... I am, I already wrote about this, so it's, like, I, I have no shame. Not No, no, not that I would have shame, but, like, um, I... Th- there was a period there where I really, um, I thought I was pregnant, and I was freaking out, because I was, like, I'm in Italy, it's really Catholic, um, like, what if I have to get an abortion? What if I can't get an abortion here? I'm an American student, and, um, I was like building up so much anxiety around it that, that I was, I wasn't, um, dealing with it. And then I did go see a gynecologist and, um, this is how cool Italy was. Uh, the well, gyne- you just had a lot of gelato. Oh, that too. Oh, do I wish that's what she said to me. The gynecologist no, slut shamed me. No. She she was very like you American girls, you know, like you're, you know, just, yeah, she slut shamed me. And then I was even, and then of course I wasn't pregnant. Um, but I, and I definitely was getting a lot of pasta, but it was, uh, but the, Oh, it was horrifying. It was a a bad, it was a horrifying, horrifying experience. Um, and like the Catholicism, it was so embedded in, um, every sort of facet of their culture. culture yeah. Um, and it, and so when I, I became, I, I had I'm one of those sort of like classic went to do study abroad, got depressed instead. Um, and so <laughs> what a turn. Anyways. Um, but I was just, th- I always think, you know, with Roe falling, I think about that experience so much of like, and how horrible it felt. Um, and I don't know how I, this is where oil paints led me. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, Italy, what are you going to do? Okay. So you went to a gallery show. Um, what else, what else, what else happened? You had, what did it feel like to, um, have a, what is it like now to like have a half a glass of orange wine? Is it like, do you have to like well, pump after, like, what's the deal? So or, or do you get drunk? It was like I was going to drink it, but then I am trying to breastfeed, and it's so weird to talk about because I have been talking about it, and people who are going through it really, really care, and then everyone else, I feel like I'm, nobody cares. <laughs> I've seen you on Twitter being like, I, I'm, I can't stop tweeting about breastfeeding. Cra- well, because, I say okay, talk okay. about it. Don't, I'm here. I know, but I, it gross, it still grosses me out. Everything about it grosses me out, but. Until I was like three months pregnant, I had no. You said same. Yeah. Well, I'm like gross. Like I'm, but like I'm not. Like I'll talk about it. I know. (laughs) It's gross. It's absolutely gross. Like 
you're like mil- like milking yourself many times a day. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. 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 But I didn't even know that breastfeeding was a twenty four yeah. seven gig, like a round the clock job, until I was like three months pregnant, and somebody was talking about breastfeeding, and I'm like, wait a minute, you do it at night too? They're like, you do it at night. You have to do it. All the time. I mean, when they're all the time, and when they're really little, mm-hmm. you they eat every two hours. Mm-hmm. But with my little guy, it takes him like over an hour to eat. So yep. he's I don't you don't get like more than an hour break around nope. the clock. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm like really tired mm-hmm. right now because I'm trying to breastfeed him. Yeah, and he's like 23 days old. I think I'm like counting down. <laughs> Something um, and, somewhere around that. Well, and you really don't sleep. And, and no, you also, don't sleep. And it's painful. It's so mm-hmm. painful. And yep. They bite you. Yeah, and nobody knows. And they bite you. And nobody knows about this. And so, as we're legislating women's bodies, I think it's important to just be like, hey, by the way, here's like another thing that you guys have no idea about that comes uh-huh. with all of this. Do you know about latching? Do you know about the sore and pumping and, and the shame of like if you that you're not supposed to do I, it I, pu- well i don't know how real that is do well, people no, still get yeah, mad at women in public of course i mean of course but yeah I, I think also just the idea of like feeding them formula if you give them formula you're like, oh i know mom and so oh yeah Fra- my boyfriend's mother um gave <laughs> gave them formula because she didn't want to breastfeed and um we love to make jokes why that's all they're all short today that the kids are all oh, short yeah, um and they're all short and they're all and we emotionally needy and i tell my boyfriend i go well you're just trying to get something back really that you never got <laughs> yeah, oh <my laughs> um God. but um no there is a stigma there's a stigma well everything with women and their body there's a stigma around everything but it is painful i've watched all my sisters go through all the breastfeeding and 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 every kid's so different and you know and your kid won't eat and when they're babies and it's um mine just wants to be on my boob all the time okay okay addicted it's all he wants and it's like i i tried to say hi to him this morning and he already ate because i had pumped and Mm -hmm. he ate and then he just grabbed my boob and i was like i'm not a i'm just a boob to you that's fine fine." you are i mean it is what you are it's the first step of motherhood, I guess, is that you uh-huh. are a boob. You're just a boob. Uh-huh. Um, so. And I've never been a boob to anyone because I've never been a boob mm-hmm. person. I've never had it. <laughs> this is like a really new <laughs> dynamic. Right? Are you feeling um, having larger breasts right now? Do they're you hate even, them? I mean, I, they're not even like larger, they're just like swollen. Swollen. I'm yeah. Sorry, this yeah. is so not what I. I I've been. I can, I, I kind of need to like do like a media hiatus and not talk about anything. This is why I don't talk about this shit because it's like so unsavory and just. <laughs> and like I've spent 15 years like not talking about my personal life and my body on stage, and yeah. it's going to be known as like the leaky breast milk. <laughs> It'll just be a phase in your career, you know. Like. Mm-hmm. You'll come out of it. It'll just be a moment, really. And also, people uh. are, like, interested in it. And by people, I mean other breastfeeding women. But, like, nobody gives a shit about, like, my true crime show except for you, which I really appreciate. I work so hard I really and, care about and, it. Like, talk about breast milk. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, I want to. I mean, so, I, ha- like, this new season, 
I feel it's like lighter. you like are. I made it. I made sure. That yeah. It's a lighter. Well, it's really. Um, it's just funny in the darkest way. Like I just like the 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 episode with the Florida stand your ground. Um. Sort of the audacity of the people staring. I loved the number of people that were like ready to, you know, hit you. Like, like the guy walking oh. out, like he, they couldn't handle it. And oh, I feel yeah, like that episode, you know, okay, so the behind the scenes on those first two Florida episodes, the uh, episode with the dog scent lineup. Uh huh. <laughs> the chihuahua shit was hilarious. That's my, that's my dog <laughs> potato. Yeah. I know. So, um, You're like, what if he was a the, chihuahua? <laughs> No one, so no one would talk, you know, every episode I try to find someone who we can kind of like, not blame, but just kind of, yeah, maybe put yeah. in a hot seat and be like, why did you let this happen? Why is this happening? Because mm-hmm. um, the, the adversarial interviews is where the comedy comes from. Mm-hmm. And so we had a really hard time finding anyone who would talk to us for that case, except we did get this guy. Right. And at the end of the interview, um, he stormed out. He's my mm-hmm. first walkout ever. Yeah. And uh, I turned, I think I, like, said something to the camera, well, like, like last question, or final question, like, is he armed? Does he have a gun? Or I just made a joke. I was like, just, you, sometimes you ham it up for the camera. Yeah. And the sound person who was, like, a local hire, because we didn't really, we don't really travel with much crew, the sound guy was like, yeah, he had a gun on him. I noticed it when I was micing him. Oh, my God. And I know. And so, and he was like, so I was kidding. That, well, it was just one of those things where I was like, man, you can't have, like, local hires on a show like this. Um, no, no to the network. But, uh, yeah, no, it was scary to piss someone off so much and then realize that they have a gun on them. And I actually, yeah. like, got out. I, like, it sounds, like, lame, but I, like, hid in the kitchen for, like, a minute. And then we, like, Of course. You were freaked out. I mean. Yeah, because I was like, is he going to come back? He, like, storms out on me and he's a gun. I know. He's him. not happy. But. Yeah. You're asking him um, legitimate questions, though, you know, like... Yeah, and I had other questions that just got cut for time, like, have any of your other colleagues peed on evidence? Like, questions like that, that I, were just, like, silly <laughs> questions that I really enjoyed. They would yeah. get cut for time. <laughs> no, but, I mean, the thing, like, and that he wouldn't admit that he's like, there's other evidence, and you're like, what other evidence? You know, like, there is no other evidence. That case was I mean, completely guy, and Gary utterly Bennett, devastating. I know. In prison, and there's so many people like him, and and of course I know, and he yeah he represents an unnumbered amount of people wrongfully convicted, yeah, and it's like so sad, it, it's so sad, and we also like the the crime that case was tricky too because the actual victim Helen Nardi, I mean the one who was killed, mm-hmm. like we couldn't get by most likely her family. Don't quote me. Uh, we couldn't get access to any of them. They all uh, yeah. she she died, but then. The story about, like, her daughter was so depressing because she, like, you know, pimped her kids out for sex. And the whole story is just so it's sad a, that... It is a dark story, yeah. Yeah, you're like, how do you cover this? How do you, you like, show sympathy for this For, a, for um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tricky one. And then the stand your ground one, so after the guy stormed out with a gun... Like, the legal team on the network, decide, or the production company, decided that we are going to have, like, a gun-free set. And I was like, well, we're literally about to interview, like, a Second Amendment attorney today in Florida. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know how we're going to be able to interview this guy because he's not... He would not take his gun off. We had this whole production, like, debacle with him because he showed up. He, like, went... 
he's like, I'm not getting rid of my gun. And so, oh my God. Yeah, so we're like, what if you put the bullets in like one pocket and then the gun in another pocket? And he's like, no, I'm keeping my gun with the bullets. Like, For in the... what reason? Because he's a Second Amendment attorney. Yeah, yeah of course. It's this whole thing. And so, yeah, so we actually were able God. to interview him by having him not technically on set. So that's okay. why he's like in a different room in the right. same hotel. Okay. But that's how we did that interview. That's why a lot oh, of them were... Oh, I was were, curious, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the interviews were, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the episode in, about the Wisconsin law. Did you see that one? Which I've watched up until Casey Anthony, which the Wisconsin one... Okay, so there, so you, you watched the, probably the first three. There's yeah. episode four, there's a fetus lawyer... No, I haven't watched that one. There's a sketch. But anyway, that one, the guy was in Wisconsin, and the... the Stories about a law that basically gives anyone power to like arrest pregnant women in Wisconsin under like this unborn child protection act, which is so scary and messed what? up. If they believe you are in, like, if you're at a bar and you have a drink and you're pregnant, someone could like call it either a citizen's yeah. arrest or like have a cop like arrest you. And so I didn't, I just like didn't want to go to Wisconsin pregnant. To do yeah, you're like, I'd rather not be there so. then. I think I'm good. So I think I'm good. So we, I interviewed him remotely. Yeah, yeah. I know they have a couple of them. But also, there's a different... I mean, you're pregnant also during all this, and, like, I'm sure there's a kind of a cu- up and down with COVID, so you never know who you can be around. Yeah. Um, and then I was just before now watching the Casey Anthony episode and um, mm. was completely floored by the defense attorney denying the um mock trial to your face oh yeah i mean that that uh i mean it makes sense that he could possibly have been in the dark about that i might actually have to breastfeed now i'm not kidding that's okay um um, if you're gonna hear a crying baby this is like the best um birth control let me just absolutely um, oh that would be funny a crying baby interrupting your podcast i mean that's how we should you know that's how it's it just the truth. Done. We need to show how disruptive these things are, but what we do instead, we just, like, make women hide for, like, <laughs> as long as they take care of their children. Don't come to the office. <laughs> Don't come to the office. We, we're firing we'll we're we'll, we'll see out. you later in life, you know? <laughs> well, let right, me know. Sorry, I just... Um, yeah, let me know when you're good. Um, I don't know when I'll ever be good. <laughs> yeah, I won't be good is the thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Be, have you had anyone breastfeed on your podcast before? No, this is a, I think it's a beautiful first. Um, I was just doing a cartoon. <laughs> I, even... I was just doing a cartoon. This guy asked me to do a commission cartoon for his wife's birthday, and they have their first We're child. for then. what? Uh, this woman, that this girl's birthday, his wife's birthday, and they have their first child. And he's like, you know, something about, like, she wishes she was just on vacation. And I did, I just did a cartoon of... Uh-oh, you're going to hear it. Here it comes. Sorry. Here it comes. Hi, baby. Okay, thank you. Okay. Great. Here we go. It'll be quiet once I fix this. Yay, since you started breastfeeding. There you go. This is why I'm Boom. on camera. Cool. Absolutely. All right. Like some sort of. Uh, and what disturbing... were we talking about? <laughs> I know. Okay, we were talking. No, we were talking about Casey Anthony, and um, and 
the and, the, and then um, the guy at the end where you're, who ran Nancy Grace's show, and you're like, and he's like, I don't know who Jenna Friedman is. Was that serious? Was oh, yeah. he serious? Yes. I, all no. the stuff in the show is serious. Yes. So people don't read the fine print. They don't read. I. They just like don't. They're not reading their releases. I guess. <laughs> So, like, come on um, a show. They're talking to you, to your face, in an interview. And yeah. he says he doesn't know who Jenna Friedman is. Well, that's like the... Well, oh, that, I mean... Really funny. Really great comedy. I think um, there's a lot of really awesome special moments. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> You're um, he's having a great time, honestly. Um, he is but getting a louder lot of... as he's gulping. <laughs> this is really funny. He's like gulping loudly, and we're just trying to do a podcast talking about Casey Anthony. Um, yeah, no, I know, I know. So here's the thing about that story: um, the network wanted us to cover a case that had been done before, but do it in a way. What? Okay. The network wanted us to cover a case that had been done before, but in, like, a way where, like, you know, is there a different take? Which I do think is really sure. interesting, like, you know, the way yeah. that, like, Lorena Bobbitt's story has been, like, uh, reanalyzed from, through, like, a feminist lens. And yeah, so, yeah. with Casey Anthony... <laughs> sorry. He's okay. not normally, like, this loud. Um, with, with Casey Anthony... I didn't, I mean, the whole thing about CBS and the focus group thing was so wild. I just, I, can't I didn't know that stuff. That. I, I yeah. definitely did not know about CBS. Why, in what grounds does CBS have so it was funding? Everyone, well, it wasn't a ton of money. It could have been like, yeah. you know, like 20000 or whatever. But the money was for them. I mean, it was, it was a win for them. They basically got access to the content of the mock right. jury. So, ba- so, um, yeah, I mean, it was, like, probably cheaper for them than actually producing original content. You know, right. it was original content, but it was, like, cheaper cheaper for them sort than doing, of... like, a half-hour segment on something else, you know? Right, right. Um, and everybody the, at that time... It's interesting, the concept, though, that the mock jury comes up with the defense that w- did not previously exist. So right? basically, and well, they don't exactly know if it was that mock jury who came up with the okay. idea that Kaylee drowned in the pool, but in the state of Florida, they have these things called the Sunshine Laws, which means that um, anything the prosecution has access to can be made public. Case files can be made public. So I think that's also why we always hear about Florida Man this, Florida Man that, because... Because there's so much public information. There's so much public information. And so, um, yeah, and so uh, basically in the mock... And and focus groups groups are um, factors in many different trials. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to talk as I'm getting my nipple sucked at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what but yeah there you go just, so the, just on a side note and I know and I'll get back to the Casey Anthony thing it's mm. very funny with little like so it, it hurt no no what they he it he eats on he eats like 
it hurts so much. I'll feed him, and then like he'll just sit up and puke it all up, which is so yep. funny. And fuck I it. know, and you're like, you're supposed like, why can't? <laughs> it's like the the dogs who eat too fast, and then immediately puke. Yeah. My my sister's anyway, dog so, does it with every meal. Yeah. So um, back to Casey Anthony. Mm-hmm, <laughs> this is like mm-hmm. such a uh, a good um, like clickbait like. Yeah. This is an honest episode. While talking about Casey Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> um, you won't believe this, people. You won't believe this. So, oh, yeah. So basically they presented all of the prosecutor's information to this mock jury. And then the mock jury just kind of like spent a lot of time. Probably the, the uh, trial consultant was like leading them. But just from they had all the information and then he was like what are all the many things scenarios you think could have gone down and this just happened to be one of them um but the fact that the defense had access to that yeah and then and that that happened before the trial is pretty wild it is and um, this was a jury that could have been i mean it was like a jury of people from the same pool so it was like people who ostensibly would think like a jury in that case mm-hmm. the anyway she has such an infamous oh, yeah. name. I think, um, well, anyway, I mean, I've just loved everything that you've created and everything I've seen this far in, in the new season of Indefensible. And, again, I was saying this before we started recording, but I, I have found myself screaming, laughing at the Aww. kind of the um, the catch-22s you're catching people in um, of just people putting their feet in their mouth and um and there's, there's another guy that doesn't know your or doesn't know someone's name what is what's the thing with the sound guy i mean now and then no one's uh, gonna want to listen to me just like half wait half the sound talk. guy when you're like what's wait. the oh and you pretend to not know the sound guy's name oh you watched that episode too yeah oh that was a that was a with the brenna klubine the criminalized Yes, that I didn't know her name before. Um, So in the show, Brenna Klubein basically is one of the people that championed um, uh, the domestic violence, battered women. um, What is it called? Syndrome, battered women syndrome, Syndrome, um, for being put to uh, put in jail for killing her abuser. But um, I didn't know her story, and it was so um, like awesome to hear her talking about starting that support group in jail um with other women who are in the same position of her and that was really fascinating yeah that was a tough one too because you can't you don't want to be like well women who kill their husbands are all abused it was like it's hard to speak and no it's hard yeah. to cover that and a lot of people don't cover it because people just think you kill your partner you're 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 Never the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then that was also really, I mean, the guy, the prosecutor. That guy was mad. That was hard. I mean, it was really hard to find someone to talk to us on that one, too. And um, he was a tricky interview because the law that we were talking about, I mean, it's it's just, it's kind of like when you get into policy, it gets kind of wonky. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, like prosecutors like him, who also has, he's like one of the highest, like, death penalty conviction rates in the country you know they don't see defendants as victims in any capacity and Mm -hmm. i think we just that that lack of nuance is really unjust Mm -hmm. yeah because he was the one either fighting against what was the thing they were fighting against um 
It was a bill, Justice for Survivors Act. Right. And the prosecutors, basically it just makes it harder for prosecutors to do their jobs because the act asks people to consider, Mm -hmm. asks judges and prosecutors to consider the context in which somebody committed a crime. Right. This is like a California act. It's, I mean, the the whole argument sounds like the plot, basically, behind making a murderer, um, that for, you know, sort of... eh. Anyways, and now I'm I'm just like picking out my favorite moments and stuff. But um, Good, I yeah. I really I'm just like I'm so happy there is a second season. I just think it's really um, powerful and just really intelligent. So I'm I'm Thank loving you. it. I'm basically Thank what I'm you. saying is that I'm loving it. Um, so do you, okay, but did you did you do anything else this weekend? <laughs> What is we we know you went to a gallery. I breastfed. You breastfed a lot. Mm -hmm. What's her Saturday day, Sunday morning? I don't know. know? It all bleeds. I know. You have to understand. Yeah, I'm up. I'm up. What did you do? What did you do this weekend? You're up at all hours. Okay, I. I have some main highlights. Okay, so Friday night. I had dinner with two new girlfriends, which is so huge wow. to say in your 30s. I was like, just to, just to even meet people you want to hang out with, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. um, So I was shocked, just, just, you know, mystified that I met two new girls in my neighborhood. And they're like... Ooh work in publishing and stuff and I and I enjoy their and they have and one of them has a dog met met at the dog park anyways I got dinner with them and that was like you know you know groundbreaking to just meet people but um I miss that about New York so much just meeting cool people particularly cool women all the time yeah I do meet a lot of people in LA in the same I know and I didn't when I lived in LA I always felt like I just wasn't I mean I met people at slam dance of course because like the office was so bustling but like not people outside of there, and I didn't. I didn't go on like one single date when I lived there. Like I never. It just like wasn't. You just. Did, I wasn't like around people enough or something. I don't know. Um, but okay. My other highlight of the weekend is that on Saturday, I walked into the deli. I go into. This is a huge moment. They knew my order. Oh and wow! I was taken aback. <laughs> What's your order? I walked in with my dog, and the guy goes, turkey, lettuce, tomato, avocado, pepper jack on wheat? And I went, yes. And I was like, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I've arrived. You know, I feel like, I was, and then after I get my sandwich, and I walked out, and then I saw two people who I just know from coffee shops on the street, and I went, okay, I'm feeling local today. And I've never, I feel like that's the first time I've actually felt that in New York. Like, the neighborhood I used to live in was, like, so um, anxiety-inducing with, like, racial. Yeah, I'm in Greenpoint now. But before, it was just, like, racial tension everywhere you turned. Um, Where did you live? What neighborhood? I used to live down below Prospect Park, and it was, like... I really loved the area, but there, there's just, um, there's a lot happening there, um, socially, and it, it would, it made for a lot of uncomfortable, and you're kind of always bracing yourself for someone to yell at you, kind of like, I don't know if you're going to yell at me for being white, or like, or if I'm, or if I'm going to get slut-shamed, or whatever, like, just sort of like, so much stuff going on down there, um, but Greenpoint, yeah, I was like, oh my god. I feel very local today, which is wild. And then I walk and um, 
my friend just like bought a house around here, which is insane. Um, but I, I saw her for a while and then what the frick can I do? Oh, oh, we went to see, um, we saw the new Martin McDonough movie. Um, the, the Banshees of Inisherin with, um, Colin Farrell and that guy whose name I'm forgetting that is the guy that's in all his movies. It's really good. It feels like, do you watch his other stuff ever? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So he made, he made, um, you know, uh, three billboards outside of whatever yeah. it's, a, it's a long title and then, um, you know, like in Bruges and, I really oh, like yeah. his his stuff. He's very funny, very dark comedy, and it feels like um, I would definitely say. Obviously, you have a baby now, so you're not going to the movies. But anyone listening, um, <laughs> you're you're not going to the movies for a while. <laughs> um, but anyone listening, and if they're interested, it's it's a it's a really beautiful film. I feel like the trailer was like made me go the fuck like what is that? But I think it, to me, it felt like the movie that. I assume Martin probably has wanted to make forever because it's really just about like Ireland and um, and it's such a small strange weird story but it's really quite beautiful it was one of those I turned to Frank my boyfriend and and I just I was like you're gonna be crying by the end of this I just know it just like anything with like two men who are friends I was like he's gonna be sobbing Um, okay I'll check it out but it's good I really liked it and and then Sunday what did, okay, well, it was the marathon in New York, um, and they, wow. which is always like the most beautiful day, you know. Have you have you been in New York during? Have you used to live here? You've been, it, yeah. I feel like this is like a parody of like why you shouldn't have kids. You're <laughs> 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 like, and then the marathon movie, and I'm just like, um. <laughs> but you used? Yeah. Do you remember Marathon Day? It's so inspiring yeah. and, like, stupidly pretty people. There's so much, like, energy of, like, you're just sort of seeing people weeping tears of joy as they're running. And it's, like, it's a, it's, a, it's such a... I never knew that, that a marathon would, like, uh, have so much, um, like, beauty surrounding it. So we were watching all that, and then... And there was a huge dance party, like, in the streets. People were going nuts. Um, and... But then, um, way later in the marathon, at the point where there's like, like only like stragglers at this point are coming through. Um, yeah. Frank and I are trying to cross the street with Margie, and there's like no one. There's like, and I'm just we're just walking across the street, and I swear this runner came out of nowhere. Um, but and I was I kept going over it in my head. I go, I was not in her way. The whole street was open. She basically punched me. In the arm, <laughs> she, I, 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 I don't. She hit me so hard, and like a weird like get out of my way, but I, but I would. There was no one in the street, and I don't know. I think anyway, she hit me, <laughs> and it hurt really bad. And then I, I, I like, and then I was like the classic women like I just I was like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I was in your way I'm so sorry I'm alive you know like I'm just apologizing left and right because I'm startled that like someone just hit me in the middle of the street and then um but then the more I went over it and over it I was like well wait a second why did she hit me (laughs) (laughs) um so I got I got punched by a runner is what I'm saying and then that's that's cool that's like a yeah (laughs) 
I know. I was like, this feels special. Okay. Um, that's your, that's my marathon. <laughs> I got punched by a runner. And then, um, but we were walking back and this is really all I've been wanting to talk about is that Dunkin' Donuts has a new thing where it's like a, I'm calling them bagel bites, where it's like a ball of a bagel <laughs> infused cream che- yeah. with cream cheese. And it feels okay. like everything I've ever wanted. Like, I'm always like, I want a bagel, but I don't want the whole thing. And I wish I could just have a couple bites of a bagel because bagels are so filling. And it's like someone invented everything I've ever wanted. And then we were walking home and I was like, oh, my God, Frank, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get these bagel bites. And then I go in to Duncan and I'm like way too giddy and I was like do you have the bagel bite things and then they're like they're not called bagel bites and I was like well that's what they look like though like don't tell me it's not a bagel bite and then they gave it to me and I um it was delicious um and so I'm a ringing endorsement of the new Duncan feature and that was funny it was because yesterday I was talking with my new friend and she said that her friends parents when they were kids invented the idea of the tiny bagel ball infused with cream cheese and sold it to the army and i was which is a interesting also because i'm researching um my new book is called the joy of snacking it won't be out forever did you did you um here, like the potato chip, the military. Yeah, that's so. I'm I'm reading chip. so much right now about how all of our food is sort of everything you eat Designed today. For like military. Yeah, every everything. All the science is born out of most of it being World War Two. Give yeah, but trying to get nutrients to calories. yeah yeah. Um, so it was so I, it's not something. Um, but it's something, okay. Okay. Um, but it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, something I, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but yeah, it's it's something I, I, now I feel silly. I wasn't like aware of at all, but now I've been reading so much about, I've been reading this book called combat ready kitchen, which is the history basically of a food in America, um, as a result of each war, you know, kind of go, you go, you basically, well, this isn't America, but you go back to Napoleon and like, he's the one that like started the initiative to um, find a way to package foods, which results in the tin can and, you know, it kind of goes on from there. Um, but so the, anyway, all goes back to the bagel bite. I love them. I think I'm going to be getting a lot of them. And I even, I even reheated one the next day it still tasted good, which is huge. Um, I should pay you to sponsor. I'm always trying to get a sponsorship. If to be sponsored by Duncan would be really thrilling. Um, but after that, we had dinner at Bernie's, um, and then, and then we're watching the new season of White Lotus, and it's really good. Of yeah, course, it's good. good. I'm watching it. It's yeah. the Mike White show. No, oh, I know. Oh, oh, I thought you said what wa- is that? I can watch. Uh, you can totally watch I can TV. Watch TV, I can watch TV. I can do podcasts with. <laughs> Listen, video I can on. do things. I can do things. Have you started the new season, Jenna? Yeah, I start. Yeah, I'm. I'm caught up. Just okay, good. Episodes. I, I, so far, I keep just going. Which hooker's gonna die? That's like kind of in my I head. Know. That's my current theory. I don't want them to, but like. 
Oh no, not the musician, I hope. I hope not either, but she seems like a sitting duck right now. But maybe that's just what they want us to think, you know? Just because, yeah. like, with the, the story that they're telling with, like, the the old story of the man who cheated on his wife, and I'm like, and that's, like, yeah. the statue in the room, and but maybe it's, like, it's all a red herring. Die, they always die. I know. And I'm loving Aubrey Plaza's character. Um, she's cracking me up. And... But the whole thing's great. Um, I like... Mike White has such a fascinating space in pop culture with, like, the Amazing Race and Survivor and being a comedian. It's, like... It's a really weird crossover that he's accomplished, but, like, I'm here for it. But I don't know. I've... That's it. That's my whole weekend, though. Um, And now... And now, also, all of Indefensible. Yay. It's technically season 1B. I hate to break it to you. It's technically season 1B because of the way not. that the deal was structured. I know. Oh. But it's like season, it's season 2 because it's a year after season 1. Right. But but the way that it's listed on their site makes it really hard to find. It's oh, like, well, that's awkward. Well, True Crime Story is the franchise. And then Hillary yeah. Morgan has a show. Right. And I have a show. Uh-huh. And so she had six episodes ordered and I had six ordered and then a year later we both got six more oh okay you guys have so your... I'm like episodes like seven through twelve and then I'm, it's right confusing but well, I hope so the, is that like affecting it so you're saying it when you like search yes. for it oh, <laughs> yeah that's really no, I lame don't I don't know people seem to be watching it though I've been getting weirdly I keep my dms open I've been getting some really nice feedback on the show that's people great well I yeah I mean we know that my mom's a fan because she likes Aww. to text me about it and she that. she just says like your friend and I am like which yes. one you know um and I know my sister's a fan I think that that's all that matters that's yeah that's that, that's 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 all your markets because she's in Idaho and then my mom's in California Perfect. so there you have it <laughs> Perfect. How um, like Idaho she's you know so they moved their um because of her husband's company. So it was definitely a really big change um, for anyone who would move to Idaho. Because, you know, from Northern California, from a very liberal area, and being a nurse in Northern California, and then coming to, they live outside Boise, and being a not nurse. Not even in Boise. Not, not even, even in, in Idaho, because Boise is the liberal area. Oh um, but they live in a suburb outside of it, and I think that that has brought a lot of struggles in, like, the social aspect, and as far, and my sister, you know, moving there before COVID, and my sister being a nurse, and yeah. having to take care of people who don't think COVID exists, yeah, um, who are actively dying of COVID in front of you, oh um, gosh. she's, I, w- I feel like she probably she's has some PTSD from it, because she that was calling sense. us, like, just just like she was sharing I mean she was sharing a lot of stories online because she was trying so hard to like get people in her community to not be so idiotic because she she had a uh, I mean people were just she's like people are dying and they're young um right in front of her and I it makes me very upset and you know and then her being in like a trigger state for now you know like they you can't get an abortion in in, um Idaho anymore and 
there's a lot. There's a lot going on. But then they they also have like a nice huge house. It's like the thing where it's like when you're like raising a family, like they were stuck in a condo before and then now they have like a home for their children. They so. live like kings. They yeah. live like kings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it is beautiful in Idaho. I've visited a lot, and I, I, that's the thing. The, the scenery in Idaho, and, like, it's totally gorgeous. Um, it's where the sky is low there. You feel, like, because of the elevation, it's, it's, it's where you, like, feel like the clouds are, like, literally right there. Um, which is, I don't know, it's cool. Um, but, well... I'm just so excited about your show, and I hope more people will get get to it. And what when where I, I know because I was just watching the screeners you sent me, but where how far? So are you? As, had the dog scent lineup episode has aired. Mm-hmm. The Casey Anthony episode aired this week, and then this Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central on Sundance. TV, mm-hmm. the Stand Your Ground episode will air. Oh, everyone has to watch it. It is so good um, and scary and educational. And, like, I feel like what I like what you're doing with the show is, like, on top of all your amazing comedy, I just feel like I'm learning a lot. Like, I'm and about the sort of all of the, the language of the law and all these in different states and sort of just how completely idiotic things seem once you start pulling the strings, you know, and like watching it unravel. Yeah. And I've, I've just been learning a lot just in the past few episodes I've watched this season. Cool. So, so I'm, you know, I'm a fan. Um, and your book comes out next year. Our I, book. Our book. <laughs> I, yeah, me doing two drawings, um, <laughs> calling it my book Our as book. well. Um, and, well, I thanks for coming on. Yeah, normally, normally Baby's we... Baby's first podcast. Baby's first podcast. Oh, my God. I, little, I hope he remembers it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, he's not going to remember anything. I know, oh, my God. Uh, what a little, how does he like the dog? Potato and the, they've been, Potato's been good to him. I, I mean, right now he's not even a month Mo- old. And yeah, so he's not moving. Not, they really do call them like, the, it's like the fourth trimester because he's just not, he's just not, he's not really, he, doesn't, he like smiles, but it's a reflex. He's not like aware of us yet, which makes it really fun, you know? No, yeah, he's a it's, little alien. Yeah, and so I think they're al- yeah they're aliens until they start to like you're like oh okay until they like recognize you or smile at you yeah know? they can so like you they a- can focus their eyes <laughs> on anything yeah, we're just trying to keep him alive basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a it's a nerve wracking phase to me like Terrifying. I because my um I have a lot of nieces and nephews and um so I've been around a lot of babies. I remember just like my sisters would just hand me the baby when it was like a month old and I was like why would you leave me alone like I like (laughs) just constantly um, having fragile yeah the way too fragile and um it scares me it definitely scares me but then I feel I've never really (laughs) held a baby I held my one nephew okay a couple days when I went to visit my sister but other than that I really do not ever hold an infant and that's why that's the and for some reason they let us just have children you know and you're like well wait a second like shouldn't I have yeah. taken a class like 
Um, that's funny. I never realized how much I'd actually been around so many children until my boyfriend, um, like his sister had a baby and it's the first grandchild in the family and he just had no idea what to do. And I was in shock. And that, because, but then it's like my sister, I had the first baby and no, I didn't have, my sister had a baby at 22. So like I was 16, just like already with a baby and then my family just kind of won't stop procreating everyone but everyone but me oh Ah. hi there he is (gasps) oh my god that probably means he just took a shit absolutely (laughs) i think he let a lot out (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when my dog um farts you know you're like well like what'd you just do angry at first and (laughs) and then you're doing fine um, okay, normally we ma- we have each other rate our weekends, but I'm not going to make you do it. I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, now, that's okay. the rating. That's the rating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, thank you for coming on. And, um, again, everyone needs to, if you don't have a subscription yet, you can go get, just go get a free trial on Amazon or something for Sundance. Um, and yeah. it's on, on AMC Plus. You can get a AMC, free Plus. AMC Plus. Okay. Which is a streamer, and then Sundance TV is the is the network. Nice. Okay. Go watch and Indefensible. And they're also available on Amazon. Amazon. It's around. You just sort of Google it. I always just go. I put in whatever ad I want to watch, and then I write streaming question mark, and Google will tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but go go watch Indefensible and and watch Lady Killer. It's um that another another thing that had me screaming laughing. Um, and Jenna, oh, what lovely to speak hopefully to you today. Time, I know, nice to talk to you. Hopefully next time I'll see your face. I won't have to hide behind. The <laughs> oh. Indecency. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That was What'd You Do This Weekend with Hillary and Derek. And a quick thank you to our band, Caravella. You can follow us at This Weekend Pod on Instagram, where you'll be able to see photographic evidence of our weekends and our guests. And you can send compliments or cease and desist notices to our email at thisweekendpod at gmail.com. Bye.